Welcome back to Front Sight. I hope you guys have been enjoying it so far in this series. It has been a wonderful time. Today we are be talking about home sweet home, about how important it is to set the tone inside your home and how yes. to do that. But on my left, um, ready on my left, this is uh, Rodney and he will be uh, speaking today. And uh, on my right will be uh, Jordan Largaspada. Hello, hello, hello everybody. And right I am pointing right at him, so he's my target. Front sight post. Is nice. my front sight post uh, is uh, <laughs> Pastor Ron B. Smith. I love that. Ready on the right, ready on the left. Man, you're the front sight. Did you oh, know that? Oh, ready on the front. <laughs> are, you, are you aiming at me right now? You are what we're aiming with, Pastor nice. Ron. Wow. Thank you so aiming much. Aiming with. No. That, was, that was good. That's yes. spoken like a true future son-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> I just I love you, Pastor Ron. Oh, how funny! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man! I'm loving every bit of this. What do you guys think about home sweet home? When I say those words, um, what 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 comes to your mind? Like honestly, what's the first thing that comes to your mind if it's appropriate? I'm thinking Little House on the Prairie right now. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. When you said that, when I first read this title, I was like, what comes to my mind is Little House on the Prairie. You guys are poor. Wait, not really. Wait, not poor. Right, right. <laughs> you don't have to be wait, poor wait. to have a sweet home. That's not what I mean. You, but, you didn't know who Rambo was, but you knew who Laura was. I was Ingalls about to was. say that. <laughs> I actually don't know any of their names. I just watched it when I was a kid. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking like... Michael Landon was your hero. They all have yeah. to like sit around the fire because it gets cold. You know, that's what it that's what it means to have a sweet home, right, guys? Okay, yes. I right. mean, yes. That's one way to think about it. Yeah. Right? Anybody else? Home sweet home. Uh, Long I, hair, curly perms. Yes. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. I, I think of uh, like just getting back from a long vacation, and like oh. you're like, oh wow, I you know this is like mm. I missed home. I I did not think of it that way, but that is so true. Yeah. How much you miss home when you're away from home? Yeah. Like you're excited to go on vacation, yeah. but when you get back, you're Wait, like, man. Jacob, uh, how many vacations have you been since yeah. you've been a homeowner? Uh, like maybe three. Wow, yeah. dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that you own a home. <laughs> that's like so weird to me. <laughs> Wait, I'm the only one here that doesn't own a home. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so Rodney's on that. Well, Rodney, right now. Rodney, yes. you're 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 in the market though. You're yeah. he. Well, what do you think about it though? What do you think about a sweet home? I, I just, I I mean, it's kind of like flash memory for me. I, I mm. remember even with my, just everybody in the home and, and just laugh, like some of the best moments in life, wow. just laughing and having a good time. So I love, I, I, you know, I did not expect that. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Um, uh, so like Jordan, even though well, he said almost the same thing as you, it's everybody's in the house, everybody's there together. You're just, yeah. yep. Together, you're hanging out, you're having a good time. And then, of course, I didn't even think about Jacob's description of when you come home. Yeah, that's mm. kind of interesting. Uh, and everybody, well, if you have a nice home, you know, like, like if your relief. home is a good place to be, when you do come home, you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's boy, like, I know I feel that way. You know, yeah. like you can just, yeah, breathe. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yes. Or, like, or it can like getting be like, on your bed when you've been sleeping oh, on somebody else's bed yeah. for a while and you're like, it could also be like you're in the woods and you're following, like, I don't know, maybe you're leaving like a trail of crumbs and you stumble upon a house that's made out of candy and then you go inside and start eating it. And I've, I don't know. Wait. I've heard this yeah, somewhere. somewhere. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and establish a rule for Front Sight right now that the night before we record... Someone monitor what what Jordan eats the night before and breakfast the morning of. Oh my! Are I don't know what it was. Are today. they slipping something in your Fruit Loops at home, man? We're cutting you off the food dyes and the yogurt. <laughs> food dyes and yogurt. I don't know. I think I'm about writing a book about what I was just saying. Oh my yeah. gosh! That would probably, be interesting. It'd probably be bestseller these days. So yeah. What about a witch, though? Are you Hansel and are you and Sydney Hansel and Gretel? Is that what you're trying to tell us that you guys? You are... know what? That would be a good main character name for the story that I'm thinking about <laughs> writing. Right. He's off the chain. <laughs> oh my god! And then, like, I don't know. I'm thinking about throwing in a witch for some reason. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Who's the witch? Oh, you know, it kind Go of. Go on, Jordan. It, I'm looking at him. No. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm wow. sorry, Rodney. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Anyways, right, yeah. back Wait, to home sweet side. home. Anyways, what were we talking about? Home sweet home. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not in the candy way, though. You know, no, not in a candy way. See, that's what's so fun. Yeah. Is, um, you know, you would think that when you say home sweet home, that the person thinks of something baking, something sweet, mm. um, a treat. But you guys didn't. You named, obviously, what the podcast is. Mm. Uh, but you named that. You named that as family being together um, at home, around a fire, around a table. What? What? Those are the memories are coming. You're, you're away from home and you're coming back to home. You guys absolutely nailed that. Like for me, like I, I would live my life as a kid over fourteen thousand times mm-hmm. if I could. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't perfect. No, nobody, nobody's home was perfect. But man, home to me, like I loved it. Even now, people are like, Pastor Ron, and I, and I get what they're saying. They're they're looking out for our family. They're like, When's the last time you've been on vacation? And you know, we do take vacations. But I'm like, you got to understand, like. Two inches inside my front door is a vacation. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. As soon as I'm home, like we have protected and blocked and set home up as like home. That's good. We do ministry, but when we're here, this is this is home and this is what it looks like. Like my, I don't even live with you guys and I kind of like walk into your house and I'm like, okay. Like wow. this is like this is nice. It's like peaceful. You know? Yeah, and we, yeah, honestly, mm. we've Maybe always... Maybe I don't need that candy cane house after all. <laughs> I definitely do. I still want that. <laughs> we, 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 you know, obviously we pray over that. We pray for that, not just um, for ourselves, but we do pray that for others. Mm. Um, but that that is our, our, you know, resort. So here, here, let me just go ahead and give it to you what we're sort of looking at today. Um, what makes a home sweet? And how do you do that? Like, what is the important role of a dad um, in that, because we're we're aiming at you guys. Like, how do you how do you make home sweet home? And and sometimes maybe we don't think a dad plays a role in that because maybe we hear the word sweet and we think that's what mom's supposed to do. Mm. Mom's supposed to be the one that makes it kind and caring and compassionate. Maybe she's the one that sets the table. Maybe she's the one that creates the environment. Dad, you're just as much of the one that makes the home sweet. Yeah, like a play. So let's define that. It's a place where your kids want to be. It's where they look forward to be. Borrowing Jordan's words, it feels peaceful. It feels relaxing. How do you do that? So here's what we're going to look at: um, how to love your kids. Like, um, 
how, how to appropriately love them in a way where they feel safe, secure. Right. And and like it's one big fireplace, one big dinner yeah, table yeah, at yeah. home. Um, the role that consistency plays um, in the home and attitude. Mm. Like how important is not just your attitude, but the attitude of a home. Like your home has an attitude. That's true. Yeah. Whether you want to believe it or not. And I don't mean like when you drive up and you, it's like, you know, purple color on the outside, that kind of, no, I'm not talking about that. Your your home has um, an attitude. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go back and listen to uh, Encourage Radio episode, I think it was the most recent one that came out. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I don't remember um, if it was uh, three or four Tuesdays ago. Yeah. Um, I had to look at the title. Um, uh, Thursdays ago um, when that came out. But w- when, when Raina and Rayleigh and I were talking, um, I presented sort of discipline and and being approachable as a parent um, as a certain way. And Rayleigh said, you know, sometimes your kids are silent. Sometimes they're, they're not as verbal um, as you would think, mm-hmm. not because they're sort of zoned out, but they know that if they come out and sh- and share, or if they come out and speak or say, that they may get a kicking the dog reaction, mm-hmm. or right, or right. they may get um, anxiety um, uh, may surface uh, because so therefore they know what's going to happen when they say something. So to minimize the drama, they never say something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like they're not scared, but they're definitely like timid. Like they're just timid. Like, like, ooh, do I want to say that? or Yeah, that, gonna... I mean, that's a really good way to say it. And uh, I think the episode that you're talking about could be the one that's like about teenagers. Is yes. it about the help, help I can't? Yeah, yeah, you have it too? Yeah. yeah help I, I cannot found. control my teenager. Is that, that's, that's the episode you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, in that, you know, we were talking um, how, uh, what you can control and what you cannot control. And so we were talking about how sometimes, you know, teens um, aren't as verbal or uh, they don't seem approachable or they seem like right. they're zoned out. And then Rayleigh put this other side to it. And I, I had never thought of that. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's been times when my girls were sort of not fearful, but they were like, I better go to mom about this first. Like, I get that. I know, well, I know there were I times. I did that too. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I would always be like, okay, which parent? Yeah. That's natural. How are they going to react? Which one do I want to ask? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's natural. Yeah. And so I know, but we, I'd like to think, and only my girls can comment on that. I don't think we ever had a household where our girls were like, I can't go home and share this with either one because I know I'm going to get blowing up on yeah Mm -hmm. um you know and yes as parents my girls aren't perfect and they 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 had some things where we did have to obviously be stern as a parent and administer discipline and or communicate that but i don't think we've ever had that environment um you know that that communicated that look can i just i want to read some scripture really quick um because we're speaking to dads and there are a number of scriptures. Um, obviously, Waterstone as a church is founded on Joshua, yep. where it says, when the time comes for your children to ask their fathers. All right, so we know that. So here, here's, what I'm about, here's what I'm trying to say. There's so many times in the home and in the expression of the Christian faith that we rely a lot on moms. Yeah, that is true. But... There are more verses where the word father is used that specifically say, do this or don't do this with your children, uh-huh. than there are verses that specifically say mother. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. All right, let me just read two of them. They almost say the same thing, 
but they have a different ending. Dads, I, I, right, like you got, you've got to listen to the Bible on this. So here's the first one, Colossians chapter 3, verse 21. Listen to what, fathers, do not provoke your children, listen to the last part, lest they become discouraged. Mm. Meaning, obviously, um, don't antagonize, don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't be the dad where your children don't want to come to because they know, like Rodney said, they're going to get blown up, mm-hmm. right? Lest they become discouraged. Now, listen to what sounds really, really close um, to that, and that's Ephesians chapter 6. Let me find it. And verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Mm, it yeah. starts out almost the same as Colossians 3, but listen to the last part. But bring them up in the discipline mm-hmm. and instruction of the Lord. All right, we're going to yeah. get into this. Let me just go ahead and tell you what we're going to learn. Discipline actually applied appropriately communicates a sweet, safe home Discipline handled inappropriately creates a home that your kids don't want to come back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So we discipline has to be a part of the house, mm-hmm. and it actually is a part of the recipe of home sweet home. Yeah, it makes structure. It provides structure. So yeah. we're going to talk about three things, how to love your kids, how to be consistent, and um, how to develop the right attitude, how important um, attitude uh, is in the home. I mean, do you guys have any experience with that that you feel like you want to share? Um, like, you know, did, how, how, how did home feel sweet to you? And maybe Rodney with older kids. Um, what are you and Brandy doing to make sure that home is a safe place? Um, obviously, Jacob, I mean, you're so new to this game that you're literally like, you're in it. Like, what can we do right now to make sure we're making the best decisions, creating the best environment, you know, for Benjamin to want to communicate, right, to want right, to right. talk? Because mm-hmm. he's in that stage now where literally everything he's feeling from you guys mm-hmm. is what he is discerning as, well, this is what life looks like. Mm. Yeah. So you're hyper, hypersensitive to yes. that. He's absorbing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Rodney knows this, and um, well, probably, or maybe it's just me as a dad, um, you know, with kids further down the road in that respect. Um, I can remember the day I came home uh, with our third child, Raya, and she was eating Cheerios underneath the high chair on the floor. And I thought, okay, well, we're there now. Meaning like the first the first child, you're literally carrying around wipes and Windex yes. and yeah. you're, you're with the first kid and you're like, you're judging people 14 miles from you and you're like, okay, I'm not gonna let you anywhere near my kid. Yep. Man, after the third kid, you're just like hand them off to everybody and you're like, yeah, go ahead and eat off the floor and you know what I'm saying. You're like, yeah, yeah well, it's not gonna do that much damage, you know? Exactly. I've learned with the first two or the first one or whatever, but back to the question, I mean, Rodney or Jacob, whoever wants to go first, and of course, Jordan, um, you know, what have you learned? What has been your experience as, as to what makes um, home a safe place, a sweet place, and a secure place? Well, so can I? Uh, so it sounds yes, like as a child, go on. No, no, no. Let me say this. Let me yeah. say this. A lot of people, like I feel like listening to this, probably think this is only for like older people, but it's really also for younger people. Hmm. Um, like for me, for example, I have a little brother. His name is Troy. We adopted him. Uh, like nine years ago. Wow. So um, when he was young, I was doing a lot of, of the, not raising him, but I would be, I would put a lot of myself, poured a lot of myself into him. Right. And like for 
a lot of a lot of his time like my parents were both really busy in that time and it was just kind of a very busy season so i was with him a lot and so a lot of this stuff i'm like man listening to this would have been helpful wow when i was younger and i was doing this with my brother like i would have loved to know um like when i was younger that i should be like consistent with right. my discipline and I should be consistent with how I'm reacting to him and I should be consistent yeah. with all that stuff because then he can be consistent mm. with how he comes to me, you know? Yeah. Like oh. he doesn't have to be like, what's he going to do? Like what you were saying just a yes. minute ago. Yes. You know, it's like, it just changes the whole dynamic. Yes. Yeah. And so like you, even like, even if you're not in that kind of parental parental role like if you're like a student like like me you can still you're still pouring into other people yeah right. like this is still important for you to be able to make other people feel safe around you so that they can like that's your opportunity to share jesus to these people right you yeah. know yeah and so like i don't know i mean i don't know I'm home so i'll let no, you no, guys no 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 that's good. <laughs> let me just say something before they jump in but so i don't miss this so that's actually going to be an upcoming episode on encourage radio so we have a lot oh, of yeah. families that have adopted um kid you know kiddos um that uh have older siblings like you and so one of the upcoming episodes is whether you're adopted or not um we have a number of families that um sometimes they didn't get pregnant until later like it was mm -hmm. a surprise like they already have like a nine-year-old yeah. or a ten-year-old and then they get pregnant and so, yeah, in your role, which happens a lot uh, because it's sort of that certain age and stage, um, now you're of age where the parents are like, you can help us mm -hmm. um, in that babysitting, child care um, role in these areas, where, whereas before, like when Rayleigh and Rihanna were 18 months apart, obviously Rayleigh couldn't take care of Rihanna. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so Rayleigh and Rye are five years apart, and so when they were a little bit older, Rayleigh was a babysitter to some mm -hmm. element, you know. Yeah, and that's uh, how my Rye. sister was for me too. Exactly. Yeah. So that's actually that's a great point. That's very natural um, in how that happens. And so if you are listening and you're sort of like you know Jordan's age, uh, younger, like when that happened, when how old were you? Like probably. 16, 17? Um, or no, nine years. Well, when probably. it started, it was I was more like I was like ten when he when he first came. He was a baby, right. you know. When I but when I started like really like babysitting him, I was probably like twelve, thirteen. That's perfect age. Yeah. So that's actually a really a really great point and another great perspective. One of the reasons why I love the the age spectrum that we have here and the experience spectrum because you bring both sides of that. Like when Rayleigh made the comment, I would have never thought of that, mm -hmm. but her coming from that, you know, like I knew I could come to my parents of this, I'd have to fear their reaction, exactly. but some kids do. Great point. Uh, Rodney, Jacob, do you guys have something to add? Um, I mean, I was trying to think of like the age and stage of, of Benjamin right now, mm. but just trying to keep it um, fun for him. It's a, yeah. That way he can, yeah. um, like he, he, like he's not really going to remember this too much, but right. um, he's able to like have that like emotion, like, okay, we're home. We're able to like hang out and like play around and, right. mm -hmm. and um, that kind of stuff, just trying to uh, set the tone and also just like establish his room and, and rhythms inside mm -hmm. the home. Yeah. Rhythms. Okay. Bring that word back up when I mentioned consistency, because okay. that's part of it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. For me, you know, he kind of stole my my thunder with consistency, but I, I had I had when I was a young professional, I had a really good mentor, and he really pushed fair, firm, and consistent. Mm. Firm not being like you know wielding the hammer, but being un unwielding right uh, on on the facts, 
And so, uh, you know, I try, I try to always do that. Right. But I've always admired, you know, the, the guy, you know, you, you'll see it like in, t- you'll see it, uh, kind of dramatically, uh, mentioned, or you'll see it like in the lobby on church, you know, like Jimmy E, you know, like, oh, he's just a teddy bear when you get to know him. Right. Right. I always thought that was such a compliment because when you look at a guy and this guy looks like he can bring the business. Yeah. 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 Like don't, don't do wrong to this dude. Yeah. And so I've always, you know, and you know, we being in the Marine Corps, you know, you're, you're trained to take care of business. Right. So, you know, your business on the outside and people know that don't mess with your family, but your kids, yeah, you've got to oh, be a teddy bear. Mm. Yeah, that's perfect. And I see so many, so many people are like, "Yo, my dad did this way. I'm doing it. like, you know, for us, um, if you just constantly elevate your kids, it becomes white noise. You're right. training your kids not to listen to you. Oh, that's a great so, way to say it. So for us, we always try to just wind everything down to just talk, just talk. Don't get really worked up. Don't get super excited. Let's just talk about the facts. And and that also helps when I need somebody to admit something wrong that they did because right. they know that I'm going to be just and fair about it. I'm not going to you know uh, exasperate my right. child but setting a tempo that way so it doesn't Yeah, I, I love so much of what you just said. My mind was racing. All right, so, you know, the popular term from others is mama bear. Like, yeah. don't, don't bring mama bear out. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's a good thing. Sometimes, you know, moms need to be that yeah. advocate um, mm-hmm. in certain areas. But I think we need to maybe put print a T-shirt that says, you know, I'm a, I'm a teddy bear of a dad. Mm. Because we often, mm. you know, dads, it's not that they're mean or rough. I love what you said there, firm, fair, and consistent. There's a difference between um, uh, firm and hard. Right. And right, sometimes exactly. as dads, we think we need to come in and, and be hard. Firm mm. is affectionless. It, yeah, affectionless. Oh, wow. And That's okay, confused. so there's a reason why the Bible says twice um, in two different books don't provoke, don't provoke. Dads, don't provoke. Right. Because I think we can naturally just be hard. Mm-hmm. And not realize it. Like yeah. I will confess. Now, this one, my girls can come in on and chime in on. There's there are times, and I came in like I heard them having a conversation with their mom, and I came in not like a nuclear bomb, but I came in. I was like, okay, I'm going to be the period to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like this has been going on too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I look back at it later, and I was like, wow, okay, that was a little nuclear. You know, like anyway. So, but let me let me yeah. let me just get to the point on some of this. What what actually makes a home sweet? Um, dads, it's it's honestly how you love your kids. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you how to love your kids. You're like, okay, I get that, Pastor Ron. I've heard that, like, you know, peace, love, whatever. Uh, peace, love, four rivers. It's not an Afro four rivers. But anyway. <laughs> um, how how to love your kids, right? Um, it, it's it's how it's how you hug them, mm-hmm. and how often you hug them. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, dads, do you hug your kids? You gotta have a loving touch. You gotta have a loving touch. Do you hug them? Do you hug them often? Okay, as soon as my oldest daughter got married, I immediately started evaluating, oh my, oh wow. I hugged them when they were little. I haven't hugged them as much as soon as they hit like 17 or 18. Wow. And I was like, dang. Yeah. There goes the opportunity. Well, you know, I still hug Rayleigh, but not like I did when she lived in the house. Mm. You know, okay, so you gotta hug them. How often do you encourage them? Yeah. Like, you know, we, if not careful, provoke or exasperate means we're we're constantly over them saying, do this, do that, do this. Why didn't you yeah. do this? You know, picking on them. But how often do you encourage them? Here's some mm. powerful words mm. you can say to your kids. I believe in you. Mm. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. Like, you need to say that. 
I believe they need to hear that every day. Like, you know what? I believe in you. And then, you know, and don't make it just fluff and stuff. Tell them how you believe in them. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you right now, you don't understand a lot of this, but I see so much that you don't see about yourself, and I can't wait to see you grow up. I believe in you. Um, how often do you spend time listening to them? Where you, where where you say things like "I hear you" or "I so understand huge. you"? Yeah, this is so huge. Yeah, like I hear you. Yeah. Wow. Not just I believe in you, but also like I hear you. Like I understand. Affirming. Affirming what, they, what yes. they're feeling. Yeah, instead of saying like "suck it up," "get over it," whatever. Yeah, maybe you don't say that verbally, but you sometimes maybe say it non-verbally. Yeah, yeah. Or non-verbal if you just like, dismissiveness. If you just dismiss, yeah, exactly. Yep. Like non-verbal. If they, they're like, "This just happened," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah it's right. like what? Like that's yeah. not what I was expecting." Like, right? Yeah, just well, welcome how they're to feeling. the club. Hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah oh, you, yeah. Yeah, in a way you say that, and you know, yeah. I thought about that statement years ago, and I'm like, you know, I don't want my daughters to already be an adult before they're they're an adult. Yep. There's some elements I need to let them enjoy because yeah. they're going to spend more time, obviously, as an adult than they are as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so there's some elements I need to flex, be flexible, and just let them, you know, mm. just let them enjoy being a kid. Um, so let me, let me give you just let me just rattle some of this off. It's you know. You know, you get you got to let them taste encouragement. You got to give them a taste of responsibility, a taste of empowerment, and even a taste of accountability. Like mm-hmm. they they need to see, feel, and smell those things. But I, we can't say this enough. You're probably going to get tired of hearing it and reading it because everybody's saying it because it should be said. Consistency is huge. Yes, in yep. making a home yep. sweet. Uh, I remember as much as we could, and I'm going to tell you probably 98% of the time my family hit this goal. We had dinner at 6 o'clock. Now, listen, I know work schedules, family schedules are different. So don't hold to the fact that I said you have to eat dinner at 6. I'm just saying make dinner a consistency. Yeah. Maybe it's breakfast. Maybe it's lunch. I don't know. Or it's it's because of one of the work schedules of the parents, it's – Always this time on Monday. It's always this time on Tuesday. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. It's it's very reliable. Okay. Here's another thing you need to be consistent with, and you listen to me on this one. Trust, trust me on this one. Okay. You have to be consistent with discipline. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Now, both you and mom, and now that I'm a granddad, like I'm having to get on how Jacob and Rayleigh sort of discipline their how they discipline Benjamin. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, there's there's parts of me that as a as a father, I'm like, oh, they need to jump in and do this now, you know, because but maybe I maybe I didn't do it right with the girls, or maybe Benjamin, well, I'm not maybe Benjamin's different than you know Raylian and, and Rihanna and Raya, but he's also not my child, he's my grandchild, and I'm watching them, so I'm asking Rayleigh, I'm asking Jacob, so how do you correct? How do you discipline? How do you respond to wow. this? Hmm. Because I want to make sure I'm consistent. Because I don't want them going, well, Grandpa lets me do this. Right. You know? Right. No, 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 no. Mom and Dad need to be consistent in your discipline. Listen to me. You actually make home safe and secure if you're consistent in discipline. Yeah. Inconsistency in discipline makes for an erratic home. And nobody likes to come home to a home that is unstable and erratic. Like it's it's yeah. just like you can I'm, just feel it's just who, off. Who wants to discipline? Right. Right. Nobody wants like, to discipline. It's so I I do not like the feeling of like telling somebody, nope, because you did this. Now you do, now this is not something you get. Exactly. Like, I don't like that. I want that person to have that thing. You right. Know? Like you want your kids to be able to have everything. Right. And it's like. 
now I have to, now if you don't give them like the same, not the exact same, but like if you're not consistent with how you approach that, then they're going to be like always trying to test the boundaries. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I can just, yeah. I'll just throw in one observation. I know that there are also, because I literally witnessed this, you know, twice in the last two days, there are parents out there who actually do enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. They they actually and they unleash yeah. on them on public like like in their you can mm. tell. Yeah, that's they're so almost true. proud. Like, look at me. Yeah. And that's like, just like a like interior. getting on my kid and and so, you yeah, know, there's there's also the the repercussions of that too. So yeah. there there are some people and in and if that's you, if 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 you feel like you can just get after your kid and embarrassing them is not, I mean, you're also embarrassing yourself. I'm gonna tell you, but. I'm gonna tell you what I've learned: a powerful lesson in parenting. Um, a failure to communicate discipline and love um, consistently mm-hmm. actually communicates rejection to your child. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. not love. We'll mm. talk more about that. What do you mean? Well, because it's the Bible tells us um, that uh, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, that folly is bound up in the heart of a child, and it's the parent's job to sort of expose that foolishness. So when I don't teach them that there's foolishness within them, oh yeah, there. Okay, so here's a good way to illustrate it. So right before we started the podcast, you said, Jacob, I hear this buzz. Yeah, right, like right, right, sounds, right, right. Foolishness is like a buzz that's constantly going off in a child's oh, body. Wow. And they don't know how to deal with it, so they suppress it. They through anger, through drugs, through addictions, yep. through through um, you know, withdrawals. Like they don't know how to deal with that buzz. So right. folly is like a buzz that you don't know how to deal with, like a constant a, a, a noise that's in your heart. Mm-hmm. A parent's job is to expose that. So if I'm not doing that, it's actually communicating rejection. Listen to the words of my wife. So my wife said, I wish my parents would have cared a little bit more about where I was at night. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those, like she said, like, I wish my parents would have asked, who are you hanging out with? I wish my parents would have come to games and, like, seen who I was with. Like, yeah. this is, and she didn't grow up in a Christian home. So it wasn't like she had a backdrop of Christianity to sort of you know put this up against. This is what we're we're saying. So this is a testimony of a, of a child. Yeah. And just trust me, no one does like the discipline, and don't do it like Ronnie. Don't enjoy using discipline. Find the balance. But listen, failure to have a consistency in all of those areas actually communicates rejection to your child. Wow. And when they're older, because they have sensed rejection, they're going to want to find acceptance mm-hmm. in some means. Yeah. It, yeah. it may not be necessarily negative, but it may not be like where you want it want it to be, which leads me to my last little thing. I've got to comment on this, okay? Your attitude. Come on. Your attitude uh, sets the tone for the sweetness of the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody that is listening has a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Everybody. Yeah. Whether you had an awesome day and you're coming home and somebody's going 31 miles an hour in a 45, <laughs> mm-hmm. that bugs me. All right. Mm-hmm. And it, something's going to, something's going to like not set you off, but something's going to be like, okay, well, that just ruined a good day. Yeah. Everybody comes home with junk. Yep. You have to switch that gear and know that as soon as you set foot in the house, your attitude 
can change for good or bad the environment of the house. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, Robert Judge's wheelbarrow. Right. Episode. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. Go back to that episode episode and listen to that. Like you you cannot oh man, listen to Proverbs six twenty seven. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Meaning if you come in and you're still foaming and stewing and, and foaming and all of that, right? If if you still if you still have that in your head and your heart and your attitude, your kids are going to know it. Yep. Yeah. They're paying attention to everything. Oh, they are paying even when they're not paying attention, they they can pick up. Yes. Right. Like you can as an adult. We call it intuition. Yeah. We call it discernment. We yeah. call it wisdom. Like you just know when you walk into a room, you can tell like, oh, something's something's up Kids with that person. Are so emotionally like oh. they are observant. Yes. yes. Like more than you are, probably. Yes. Like you're you like watching Benjamin. Yeah. He's not even he doesn't know how to say more words than ball. <laughs> right. But, ball but and mama. he knows emotions. He can see if people are happy. He can see if like he will interact with you and match your emotion perfectly. Yes. Yeah. And he can tell if people like what you guys do with the dogs. You you were talking about that, like you oh, know, yeah. how you go like ah, ah, and yeah. he he recognizes that noise and if he hears that noise, it's like he's like what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> but like they're so emotionally observant. But but if you come home and you're like like what you were saying, if you come home and you are, even if you're not outwardly angry at them, you're just negative. But you're or you're negative or you're like interior and you're just not speaking yes. or you have that kind of just mean spirit. Yes, they like they're gonna be timid to talk to you. Yes. they're not gonna I, want to talk to you. I really that that was the best description. Mean spirit. Mm. Um, it reminds me of Proverbs eleven twenty nine, where it says, "Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind." Mm. Boom. Wow, you won't have anything. Yeah, your kids are going to want to fly the coop the second yeah. they can. Mm. That's right. not how the family was created mm-hmm. to be. Nope. Although that's what culture is grooming right yep. now. Yep. And so they want exasperated parents. And if you're if you're if you're bringing that home with you. Mm. And you're letting that loose on the family. Uh, you're doing exactly. You're 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 drinking yeah. the and feeding the poison that yeah that, you uh, are. The devil wants you. So to. let me make a let me, let me make somewhat of a judgmental statement, but then let me qualify and give you help how not to be that. Mm. So instead of just dropping the bomb on you, let me do. All right, uptight families, uptight families cease to function properly. Mm. Okay, kids can feel it. Yeah. Now you made a point about Benjamin, and it's it's all of them. Okay, so so since kids don't know how to outwardly communicate. How do they learn to outwardly communicate by inwardly processing because of outward mm. observation? Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So they don't know how to communicate just yet. So everything about them is taught how I, I'm going to inwardly process what I'm outwardly observing, which will eventually turn into words and actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which means they are hypersensitive to, if I can say this, electrical signals that are going through the house. Yeah. Yeah. Like FM and AM radio, you know, the waves are already there. It's just what kind of antenna do you have up? Yeah. Your kids are high. They can be in another room mm-hmm. and they can hear a conversation mom and dad are having for good or bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can pick, they, they don't know the words that you're saying. Like Benjamin's not going to come in and say, wow, mom and dad were just talking about how the spaghetti sauce is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> He's not going to say that. 
Yeah. But he's going to hear like, hmm, that was an interesting discussion about something in the kitchen. Like, you, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, that's a good one. Like, yes. you have to be careful. Like, it's easy if you're talking about something and somebody did something and it, it, you're not complaining oh, to the wife, oh, but you're like, I can't believe they, this oh, guy did this. Oh, they think you're arguing. Oh, wow. You got to watch it. I'm telling you. I never you. thought about it like that. Yeah, oh. I'm telling you. Now, I have to catch myself so all the time. I, I, know, I know what you're saying right now. Because when I first heard this, I said the same thing. Well, this is, this is what I said in my head. So am I, so am I supposed, to, supposed to come home and be fake? Mm, like, yeah. am I, like what? how do I How do I come home? Like, if, if home, home needs to be a safe place for me as a dad, where I come home and share with Raina, yeah. and where Raina shares with, with me. So how do we do that? It's not, okay, listen, I know we probably don't have enough time to go into this one. I'll save it for another episode. It's, we're not telling you not to be fake. There are times and you may have to come in and and tell your children like, all right, here's here's what happened today. There were some difficult decisions. I had some hard conversations and they made me feel like this. Mm-hmm. And so right now, here's what I'm having to do. I'm having to go through and just sort of process that, think through that, deal with it appropriately. So when I'm at home, I can make sure I am listening, I am loving, and I am consistent. Yeah. You can have that conversation with your two-year-old. Yeah. Wow, yeah. You can. You can have that conversation at, with a child with Benjamin's age, but have them on the couch, and you can literally talk to your spouse and say, today was a little tough in this area. Yeah. Today, I had a hard time with this. Today, I'm feeling like this, but I want to talk about it so you and I can pray about it so home can be safe. I'm just telling you, the two-year-old just heard that, yeah, and they're already sort of appropriating. So when I have a difficult day, I need to talk with somebody that I can trust and go ahead and get it off my chest, but turn it to the hope that let's make this better. Yeah, And I hope this isn't like mushy-gushy for you guys, yeah. but like that will also improve your communication oh, yes. habits. Like you won't be... Like, you won't be storing stuff in your heart that's going to come out as anger. Right. You know, like, you're going to be actually processing in a correct, not a correct way, but a healthier way than than how you were if you were, like, coming home angry and I just need to vent. Right. Like, that's not, you're not venting. You're just, you're just like, yeah. What are you going to say? And it's really good for the kids to even hear that. Like, Like, you were saying... Like you and your wife might be having a conversation in the kitchen, but if they're hearing that you guys are working through it in a positive way, yes, and like how that even oh, is yeah. like yeah. working, it doesn't have to like they're hearing it, so just make it not so that way it's like a negative, yes. unhealthy way. So yes, I think I, that's important to honestly know. actually choose to have those types of conversations on a certain level where your kids hear it, so they know. Mm. Now, yeah, there may be certain conversations where. You need to wait till they're in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And you may need to go into the like the closet or the garage and not yell and scream at each other, but that may be where mom cries and says, How are we going to work through this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, not again, all scripture is applicable, but not all scripture is appropriate. All, all conversations are applicable, but not all conversations are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, whole nother podcast to deal with that. Um, so here's what we're saying, okay? Um, you know the effect of this. So if you send your kids off with friends or public school or camp or whatever, you know they come back sometimes with different attitudes and different behaviors because of whom they were around. Yes. The same thing happens at home. We just often forget about that. Yeah. So, But what you are in charge of more than anything else is the environment of the home, which helps establish safety, security, eventually salvation in that child's heart, you, Dad, play an important role. Two verses 
told you twice what you can do to encourage and love and be consistent with your kids. This makes a home sweet home. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And you want your kids to want to be like Little House on the Prairie, or you want your kids to enjoy, <laughs> enjoy coming home and being around the dinner table. You want your family to want to do that. Doesn't mean home is perfect, but we know that home is a safe place for for your family and for your kiddos. Man, I hope this helps you guys today, oh, right? Yeah. For all of us fathers, a lot relies on you. Remember, there are more verses where you are told specifically what to do and how to do it than there are mothers. Yep. Wow. So yeah. don't rely just all on mom. Dads, it's on you. Joshua 4, the Bible tells us that when the time comes for your children to ask their fathers, so get your heart ready for your kids to ask those questions. And dads, lead the home and lead it well. Uh, follow the Lord and follow the Lord well so you can lead the home and lead it well. Wow, this has been good. Yeah, man. That has been good. I'm ready for some donuts because home sweet home. Mm. <laughs> does this remind you of your childhood? It does. I haven't had a donut probably in forever. Wait, I had a gluten-free donut on Sunday, but it, I guess maybe I qualified. I haven't had like a... That's not a donut. Like I, a real... I haven't had like a really mm. bad, good donut. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like have to a, eat as many donuts as I can before I join the club of gluten-free. You better now. Let's go to Krispy Kreme, <laughs> put them in the microwave for five seconds, oh, and they yeah. just melt in your mouth. Mm. All right. All right, All right we're close. ending the podcast to go to Krispy Sorry, Kreme. Sorry, guys. We All really... Right. I, <laughs> Yeah. Suddenly, I have to go. All right. <laughs> We're going to go have a sweet treat, guys. Like, subscribe, see ya. Yeah, like, subscribe, see ya. Have a good day. Bye, guys. <laughs>